There are those who stand forever ready. Ready to defend the nation. Ready to fight for what matters. No matter what. Do you have what it takes? Find out at GoArmy.com slash Morning, Wednesday morning. Today is November 27, 2019, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, if this is your first time watching any videos in regards to the United States Army, I want to welcome you guys. Uh, so this podcast is presented by the United States Army. That's our sponsor. Uh, if you guys have any questions in regards to the Army, uh, feel free to comment in the uh, comment section on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. Um, and if you guys want to know more, feel free to contact me on social media. For those who are listening on the podcast, wherever you're listening on, please share, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, today we are joined with Sergeant First Class Bruce Zoman. He is one of the recruiters here such as I in the office, and Sergeant Zoman, any words? Good morning, everybody. Uh, for all those that are watching on Facebook, uh, welcome. Make sure you post some questions. Uh, we will be doing a an Ask an Army Recruiter segment during this. Awesome. So today's podcast, the purpose of it, or Facebook Live, Instagram Live, is to... Um, have one of our future soldiers uh, that currently is a senior at Edison Tech. He's going to talk about his experience currently at the JRTC at early college and just what made him decide to join the Army. So, yeah, Roberto, welcome. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. Kind of new to this one. Uh, no, no worries, man. Uh, so it's it's normal. So we're not here to make this perfect. Uh yeah, Julian, I see you. Shout out to you, man. Uh, so, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and we kind of talked about this on the drive here, was what made you decide to join the JRTC program at early college? So, it started off, um, it was a reflection of my ninth grade. It was a reflection of my ninth grade year, and I realized how I was doing um, when it comes to my behavior. So, and also, I needed something after school to do. I was always coming home bored, doing the same routine back and forth. So, and I couldn't really play sports because um, it was already too late at the time for me to do anything. So I decided um, to ask a friend named Victor and he hooked me up with the, with the program and ever since then I've just been in it. Nice. So we're having some um, difficulties right now. Um, I'm gonna guess it's my mic. Yeah. Yeah. You moved it. So if you guys on Facebook can hold on for a second, uh, Siren Zoman decided to move the mic. So, all right. So, hold on.
that's all right. I can talk loud enough. No worries. For those of you just joining, uh, just bear with us while we're working out some issues. Yeah, sorry about this. It's kind of still new to all of us. All right, so that one's good. So we got it going back. All right. Ready to go. Uh, so that closed out completely. I'm not sure why it closed out. So that's good. All right, back in business. So, so you said your freshman year is uh, something, you know, you thought about when it comes to um, deciding to do it. So was it that year specifically or was it beforehand? So, so it, um, my ninth grade year, I knew about JROTC. Um, I was semi-interested in it, but I didn't take the initiative to, to actually learn about it and join. It wasn't until my ninth, my 10th grade year. Um, it was actually in August from my transition to 9th grade to 10th grade. I was um, thinking about it, and I needed something to do after school. And I knew the military was in the back of my head, so I kind of figured this might help with my decision and might help me out in the long run. So that's when... In about October, I had um, joined JROTC. Okay, cool. Uh, so, you know, JROTC. So talk about, like, through the years of actually going through, this, uh, you know, the program. So, like, freshman year, what was, like, the first experience and what was your freshman year high school? How did it kind of set the tone for you for the next literally three years after your freshman year? How did your first year actually... What was your experience like in JRTC? My experience in JRTC from the start to where I am now. So it's uh, it was obviously different. Um, ninth grade year, um, my first year in JRTC, my let one year as they call. It was uh, it was kind of hard getting used to things, how things were, standing in formation properly, um, learning new things that you know I didn't think the military actually did, um, and it, it didn't live up to what I expected but I kind of like sucked it up and then dealt with it and how it kind of influenced where I am now. It's like, 
you had to adapt and overcome to everything. I It wasn't what I was expecting when I joined. I thought it was going to be different. I thought we were going to be, like, in the field doing operations and, you know, practicing <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's what I thought, and it didn't really live up to my expectations. But I kind of adapted to what it what it was and accepted what it was it what it is, and it got me to where I am today as the battalion commander in our program. Nice. So for those who are listening to us on Instagram, you kind of like, hey, I can't see you guys. Uh, jump on the conversation on Facebook, and you can get a better view on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, so. You know, I, I, one of the things that I see when it comes to JRTC is those who are in key leadership positions are most likely to join the Army. And, uh, you know, there's more of an interest, not just on the Army, but any branch in the Army. But one of the things that, I, that I've that i noticed is there is a drive of leadership potential. And me and you, we have that conversation a couple of times as far as, you know, where, where you're planning to do. Um, as you as a battalion commander what you know it's a leadership position right we know that in the army right that's your command position but what i'm asking you is can you tell a difference of those who are in those positions are there more interests are they more motivated because of taking positions like that Sorry again. it really depends on the individual most of the time um from my previous years when i seen it they um the key leaders weren't interested because you know they felt as if they had nowhere else to go um their time was up and they made their impact on the program that they already needed so normally they would it's what uh our army instructor likes to refer to as senior itis you know they just they focus on graduating and they don't focus on what they need to do in the program as a key leader and that's happened twice in a row with our uh leadership with and with, when it comes to motivation I see more I do see more motivation out of our lower cadets than I do from our key leaders um, they it's new to them you know they want to experience it they want to get to know it and they're motivated and it's up to the key leaders to keep them motivated so I always tell the um, my staff to you know make sure you're motivated because if you don't look motivated they're not going to want to be motivated. right that's true um, so you know, you, you've gone through this program for almost four years, and you you sound really excited about it, especially being in the position that you are. But my question for you now is, okay, so you did your RTC, you went through your high school career, right? Uh, now, since you've gone through that, what made you to finally, you know, obviously you're young, right? We're not going to tell your age, but... Um, and you know your parents agreed as well to let you join the army. But what at that point, going through towards the end of your JRTC career, what made you finally like okay, I want to join the army? Okay, so I always had the military in the back of my head. Um, it was about ever since seventh grade, I always wanted to do something cool in the military. So when I joined JRTC, I was still kind of shaky about it. But as I went on and started learning from the army instructor and what other cadets wanted to do, um, I started to pick up that mentality, hey, I want to join the Army. Um, I started learning more about it, you know, what can they benefit me throughout life, and I was like, you know what, this might actually benefit me, and it might work better than a civilian job, because I don't really see a civilian job as of now as something I want to do. I find it, I, I would find myself really bored 
and I wouldn't enjoy my life, even though I could be making, let's say, 200000 a year. I wouldn't be enjoying my life as a civilian. Right. So I feel like the, uh, the program did influence me. Uh, it was a lot that I had to take in beforehand, but it definitely influenced me to join the Army. Nice. So, you know, so I think someone has a question for you. No? Do I have a question? No, I'm trying to figure out this Instagram live stuff. <laughs> but, but no, so, uh, I mean, the JROTC program, uh, it, it's a wonderful opportunity for a lot of students uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, and I've had the pleasure to work with the Athena High School in the Greece School District. And just seeing from the start of the school year until now, just a few months later, the change in the attitude and some of the perspectives of some of the students is it's pretty significant. Uh, how would you, how would your, uh, how do I say this, uh, outlook from when you first started until now, how do you feel that it's helped you as an individual? So definitely uh, I had, well, I had respect for adults, but not the way, well, respect for everyone, but not the way I do now. I, um, I used to think, you know, oh, this person can't do something, then, like, I can't, like, I can't do it, then, you know, they don't deserve the respect that this other person does, and the program just taught me to respect people in that way. Um, it's definitely instilled responsibility and how to be a leader on it on my own. Um, you know, it, it's definitely brought that. There were stressful moments, but, you know, you just have that, those times where you know you have to do something, and it's like, okay, I, I'm gonna pan if I panic, I'm gonna mess up. So I need to calm down and, you know, chill out. And that's what it taught me in real life. Like, you know, even during a test, like when I'm taking a regions exam, I start to panic on certain questions and then I'm like, okay, just take a breather real quick, you know, move on from it and I'll come back to it. Um, a lot of things I do now, a lot of the character traits I have now definitely came from JROTC because I did not those did not exist. Um prior to anything else. Right, so one of the things you talked about, which was really, really good, um, you shared, you know, because of the, sometimes the stress that JRTC brought to you, you're, you learned from it and you were able to take that with you, even in your school career. Um, that's that's really good. Um, so, uh, did I even ask you this question? I'll probably ask you again, but for those who are interested or thinking about joining JRTC, what would you tell them? What would I tell them? Um, well, going as motivated as possible and going with an open mind, you know, even if it turns out not to be what you expect, still try to, um, you know, expand on what, what you have to work with. Okay. Uh, anything else? Like, what, what, what would you say uh, to, like, okay, you know, it gives you the opportunity, but do you think that would help you eventually join the army or not even just join the army but just taking the course that helps you develop a sense of uh, leadership attributes it kind of helps you but also okay. to um, you know be more mature in a sense because obviously you're such a young age and kind of trying to figure out what you want to do next especially after high school um, but it kind of helps you you know trying to set up sense of direction where you want to go okay so definitely um 
we put up we, we instill a lot of discipline in our cadets to become a responsible and a responsible person in life so one thing we use is uh, staff positions we teach responsibility through that um, that definitely can be used with um, anywhere in the military civilian job whatever you want to do in life um, our, we do teach responsibility we teach um, how we teach you how to be a confident person in yourself a lot of people are going to come in nervous you know they don't know how to speak one on one with people or a group of people we um teach that a lot we do a lot of briefings we do a lot of public speaking so it definitely makes you makes a confident person out of someone if they're willing to work with that as well so that's and leadership definitely leadership we teach we teach core values we teach um many leadership styles delegating participating and directing we teach stuff like that all the time um, we teach you how a chain of command works, how different styles of dress works, all sorts of things that can definitely help you outside of school, military, and civilian, out, just out in the world. Because I know high school doesn't really show you a lot of things how, um, to do in life. It doesn't show you things that you can actually utilize in life. But JROTC, and the classroom that it comes with definitely does do that for you. Okay, so there's a question from an individual on Instagram. It says, ask him what JRTC does to help join the Army. What JRTC does to join the Army or the military in general, it gives you that, it kind of gives you that motivation. We don't um, indoctrinate anything. We don't indoctrinate your mind to, hey, you know, join the military because it's, it's not an obligation when you join JRTC. It's just... Wearing the uniform, um, going out to events in public, like that, and then you see what the we see how the eyes catch on you, and you get all the oohs and ahs. It kind of it's kind of like, hey, this is if this is what JROTC is given to me, imagine what what I get from joining the military, and we don't even get paid, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> and and here here's another piece on that. Uh, depending on on how long you're in the JROTC program, and as long as you get a JROTC completion uh, certificate, you do also qualify for advanced promotion. Yes, that's true. You um, once you let's say you get a letter of recommendation from your army instructor, senior army instructor. Once you get out of basic training, you're you will come out as an E3 instead of an E1. So there is incentive. Um, so, any questions? Uh, I guess Jade keeps on asking the questions. <laughs> Ooh, what, what, that's a good question, actually. Talk about wearing the uniform in JROTC. I think, you know, unless you actually are a service member and kind of uh, understand what the uniform actually means, and obviously you hear from veterans, and that's awesome. Uh, but from a JROTC standpoint, wearing the uniform, uh, uniform ins inspections, you know, talk about that a little bit. Just talk about, you know, the importance of your uniform. Okay, so wearing the uniform, you have, to, you have to have a lot of confidence in wearing the uniform because, you know, a lot of people don't like uniforms. They like to be, you know, hip per se and wear what they want to wear. So wearing that uniform, you got to have that confidence in yourself. You got to be able to have a strong mind and not care what people say about the uniform. Um, and that's definitely where confidence and responsibility builds, builds up because we have regulations on how to wear the uniform. 
you have certain measurements you have to put your ribbons at, your arc pins at, your cords. Everything on your uniform is measured and has to be precise. So that definitely teaches that responsibility. When you wear your uniform correctly, you have a whole lot of confidence in yourself. Um, you feel good. And especially when you start earning things, you start earning your ribbons, your cords, your um, ranks. And um, from uniform inspections you mentioned, um, they can be a little stressful at times because, you know, a lot of the guys that come in and inspect our uniforms, they don't know our regulation. We follow a different regulation. Somewhat, it's like a subsection of AR670-1, but we have our complete um, regulation from Cadet Command itself. So for those who are wondering what AR670-1 is, is actually the Uniform and Appearance uh, Regulation for us Army soldiers. Um, each branch has their own specific regulations when it becomes, when we talk about uniform appearance and just appearance in general. Um, so when he was referring to that, that's what it actually is. Yeah. All right, so we want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And uh, any shout outs or anything you want to give out right now? Um, just to my whole, my family and my family in JROTC as well. You guys definitely motivate me every single day. I love doing what I do in JROTC as a battalion commander. I love being responsible for a lot of people. It's kind of cool to see how a lot of people can depend on you to get things done. Um, and just got to keep moving forward. All right. So thank you again for coming on. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with this. guys welcome to part two of the today's podcast now i have sergeant zoman in the frame so if you are listening to us we have this nifty backdrop here in our uh area i'm not sure what's going on with the camera so uh but anyways uh yeah we're gonna do a Q&A session, so if you have any questions or want to know more about the Army or even JRTC, we would gladly uh, answer those questions for you. So, Alright, so I do have a question and this is actually ask a U.S. Army recruiter. Uh, Sergeant Zellman, I'm going to ask you the first question, if I can find it. Yeah. All right. Um, so the first question that I have is curious. This I'm literally just answering from what I what we have. Curious about how BH works 
told I can't get until after basic and AIT. Is that true or no? And can you just elaborate a little bit? Okay, so during the announcement process, uh, you go through and you bring all of your source documents. And by source documents, I mean, mean birth certificate to include dependent uh, I, uh, documentation. So marriage license, birth certificates, uh, and all that information. And what happens when you enlist, uh, provided you meet the basic enlistment eligibility, you would actually be, you would go to basic training and within that first week, uh, your dependents will receive uh, some information on how to get registered with DEERS. Once they're registered with DEERS and all the documentation is correct, you qualify for uh, basic allowance for housing. And now the basic allowance for housing, uh, the, the monetary compensation for that is going to be based on where you live. Uh, for instance, you know, you're, you're going to have a different cost of living from, let's say, Rochester, New York, uh, as opposed to Hawaii, New York City, and whatnot. So, so that's a little bit of, little bit of a, an explanation. Going in, drilling down a little deeper, uh, you also have access to something called Basic Allowance for Sustenance, which kind of goes hand in hand with BAH. Now, you will not receive BAS, Basic Allowance for Sustenance, during basic training because your meals will be provided to you. So, if anybody else has any more questions on that, it's pretty straightforward. So, a question I got from Instagram, uh, it's one of our viewers, uh, how does the Army help soldiers go back to civilian life? And I want to touch this on this one a little bit. So. There's a couple ways, right? So if you think about whether you decide to go into active duty, reserve, or even National Guard, and we can talk about that as well, just the differences between the three. Uh, one of the things that you can do, right, because the Army gives you tools, uh, is the GI Bill. So whether you get the Montgomery or the Post 911, and I can talk about that as well, but the GI Bill as a whole, you can go back to school. So whether you decide to go to a trade school, or back to college or university, you can choose to do that. I have a close friend of mine who currently lives in New York City, and she, you know, goes to college full-time, gets housing allowance for the area, the zip code in New York City, and is able to pay for her rent and food, work in a part-time job, and still go to school full-time because of her service in the Army and has given her the GI Bill. So... Uh, those are one of the tools. Uh, so, anything else you want to talk about about that, Sergeant Zoman? What other tools that the Army give you? Uh, so, when you are transitioning from being a soldier to a back to a civilian or a veteran, uh, the Army actually has a program that you start approximately 18 months prior to the end of your term of service. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but so a question that I got, you know, what does the Army have that the other branches don't? Well, when it comes to actual things after the Army, right, and I only can speak for the Army, so I can't really speak for any other branch. Uh, unfortunately, if you have questions in regards to different branches, you would have to go speak with a recruiter in that specific branch. So if you're wanting to know what the Army offers, that's what we talk about. 
right. Yeah, uh, and definitely uh, get information from from each of those recruiters to make a more informed decision on what's best what's best for you and your life. Uh, but hitting back on on transitioning from soldier to civilian, uh, it's called the ACAP program, and what that is is it links you up with uh, with information as well as workshops uh, to find out how to take advantage of everything that you've done within your military career uh, that will help you in your future uh, from whether it be schooling to employment. Uh, one, one of the good stories I like to tell, uh, it's a feel-good story here in the office, is uh, I had a soldier who, who took advantage of the PACE program uh, back in, he was in Fort Lewis, Washington with me, and he did his three years in the Army. That's all he wanted to do. And he turned around and uh, went to one of these workshops and was able to secure an interview with the Seattle Police Department, uh, which ended up him getting hired on. And after three years of being in the Army, he, went, he joined when he was 18. He got out when he was 21 and was able to roll right into the Seattle Police Department. Uh, he's an ex excellent. He was an excellent soldier, and it was it was awesome to see that that work out exactly how he had planned it, and that's what I'm seeing more and more often. Uh, being an army recruiter, is that uh, there there is a significant amount of goal completion when it comes to uh, people joining the army and being able to achieve what their dreams are. Nice. All right. So, sorry, I think. I got off on Instagram. Um, I just got back on. Second question, Sergeant Zillman, or th should I say third question? Um, any oh, for prior service, if your chapter out of the service honorably, is it hard to get back into uh, the United States Army Reserve slash National Guard? Uh, no, so there there are a couple different uh, things that come into play when you're talking about a a prior service uh, applicant into the Army Army Reserves, uh, or or even the the National Guard. Uh, so one thing that's uh, pretty significant is you need to be released from inactive reserve, uh, which is a simple form that we can do here in the office, and then it goes to the inactive reserve. Uh, units pretty much uh, the people that control all that uh, once that's signed off on and returned to the recruiting station we can turn around and and put you back in as long as it, as long as your reentry code uh, is authorized uh, for instance I, I had a guy who got out of the army or I'm sorry he got out of the Marines as an as an e5 uh, so the fifth pay scale up and or not the fifth pay grade up I apologize and he uh, got uh, he got that form signed, brought it right back to me. Uh, about two weeks later, he was in the Army Reserves as a Civil Affairs Specialist. Uh, he was able to maintain his rank, and uh, it, it was really good for him because he got to stay local, work uh, working with his dad uh, during the week, and then one weekend a month, he's doing Civil Affairs uh, uh, job, pretty much. So. Uh, it's not very difficult at all, as long as that reentry code is is an authorized uh, 
without a waiver. If it requires a waiver, then there's a little bit of extra legwork, but it's typically no issue, uh, but that is case-by-case -case basis. All right, so we got time for two more questions. All right, the next question would be, how often is it that single parents get deployed? Uh, and I'm gonna touch this one, this is really simple. So when it comes to deployments, right, that just depends on your organization, right? So each army base has specific units located there. It just all depends on what's going on with the unit, what the army needs, what the Department of Defense needs. So there is a protocol when it comes to deployments, you'll know ahead of time, way ahead of time. Uh, so it's kind of hard when it comes to deployment to actually figure out specifically how each individual, how many times they're deployed. Sergeant Zoman deployed about, what, four times uh, to, to Iraq. Iraq, and I've deployed twice, and I've been to Qatar and Kosovo, so I've never been in, in Iraq or Afghanistan. So it just depends on your organization, your job, right, what's needed, and just it's one of those things that's kind of hard to like, hey, this is how many times you're in deploying your career. That's, that's not an answer that we can have uh, immediately. Uh, so yeah, you got a question or no? No questions? No, hey, yeah. If anybody's uh, definitely interested in you know learning more about some of the opportunities uh, and some of the incentives going on right now, uh, or just wanna wanna swing by and and you know just learn more, uh, you definitely swing by. Uh, our office if you're in the local area. If you're not in the local area, uh, just hit us up on social media. Uh, both of us are, are pretty pretty well accessible. Uh, and yeah, we'll get you any information you need. All right, so those who are listening to the podcast and those who are watching on the Facebook Live and Instagram. The Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for watching. And one last thing that I'm going to talk about, uh, December 14th, 2019. The Army future soldiers are facing the Navy future sailors. <laughs> and I'm just giving you guys a warning that our future soldiers are going to win the game, just like how the Army is going to win the game, right? I mean, it's all love. Um, but anyways, Pinnacle. There's an Army-Navy game that day. For those who are interested in learning more, feel free to follow me on Facebook, Sergeant Zoman on Facebook or any other recruiter that's tagged on this video, feel free to follow and ask them, like, hey, what's what's the plan? What's going on? There is a flag football game that day. There's food. There is eSports. So it's a Madden tournament, possibly Fortnite. Not sure what's going to go on with that. But there is also going to be additional uh, interviews going on that day. So uh, more to that yay Navy sorry no army all the way uh, but anyways uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook on Instagram Sergeant Zolman what's your Instagram handle SFC Zolman alright so if you guys want to follow me on Instagram it's SSG Henry Morales 05 on Instagram and SSG at SSG Mo for TikTok so thank you guys for watching us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving uh, and enjoy your weekend and your days off. Have a great day.